Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio, episode 319 for August 30th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm the other one who showed up, Trevor. And I also showed up, Kelly. Yeah. We're the, sh- we're the show uppers. Yeah. We're the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we're here, I am. We got the order of the of hosts. And that, that was all working. Everything's working. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're not on time, yeah. but that's pretty typical for Slamfire. But that's, that's someone else's fault, really. No, That's something that people have, have grown to love and admire about us is that we, we always start, um, I mean, within the hour, at least. Love and admire are, must be synonyms for tolerate and put up with. <laughs> I don't think they love it. I think they actually hate it, that we are, are so unpredictable. And that's why we have zero listeners and viewers right now. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, that and maybe it's Friday night and they have a life. And know. a long weekend, too. Right. Mm, but, yeah. Kelly... If it was me, I'd be so annoyed. Like I would have left if I was. Even if I had to record tonight, if I had to wait sixty minutes for you guys, I would have left. Never mind the listeners. Isn't that a teacher thing? If your teacher doesn't show up within like ten minutes, you get to leave. Yeah. We used to say that in university too. Yeah, if the prof didn't arrive within so many minutes, you got to leave. Right, but you forgot you're paying for university. Yeah, right? if you really if you that feel that strongly about it, why don't you just stay in bed? Your mother's not going to come get you out of bed and take you to class. <laughs> and if she does. I don't care if you're in university, you're still a loser. Yeah. Yes. You don't need anybody's mother messaging the prof or, you know, yeah. Yeah. I got it. When I got dropped off at university, I got a kick out of other students who were being dropped off by their parents. But I mean, when I got there, I was already 19 years old. I drove my truck right through the middle of the courtyard to the side door of the uh, had dorm. trucks back then? You weren't just like horseback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I know what you're talking about, right. too. Yeah. Horseback, Thank you, Kelly. Part. Yeah, Adriel, why are you all broken up and pixely? Like uh, Kelly's crystal clear, looking fine. You're you're like a mess. Because I'm streaming for everyone. Actually, oh. when I when I stream, I'm gonna look amazing on the stream. But to you guys, I probably look like crap. Actually, I look like crap to everyone. I'm not pixelated to everyone else though. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of like you better this way. I think you look adorable. Thanks. In a Max Hedron kind of way. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, enough talk about old college <laughs> and, and who's, who's adorable and not adorable. Talking about yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Talk okay. about old black and white. What Max we didn't get black and white. Stop it. Uh, what we didn't get <laughs> this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. Right now they have the CSC Demacabee. I think this is the Demacabee SLR CSC Custom. CSC, CSC Custom. Custom. So this would be from their custom shop, and uh, it's basically uh, a Demaco Maccabee. Com- combination yeah it's, so it's a designer rifle just like designer dogs no it's not <laughs> but uh, i think you cut out adriel when you said the name you want to say the name again die maccabee slr 20 <clears throat> die maccabee slr 20 so if you can picture a colt sa 20 mm-hmm. it's this same rifle same colt parts same demaco parts same furniture only it's built using slr 
uh, receiver set. So it's so restricted. Yeah, it's a non-restricted Demaco Colt SA20. Very it's incredibly neat. No I carry love it. Handle though. Oh, no carry that's handle. All right. It's not supposed to have one. If you bought a Colt SA20, it wouldn't have one, would it? Yeah. No, I don't know. Doesn't. Just doesn't look right. It's got the fixed front sight, but then oh, no. it looks very right. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you want a non-restricted Colt rifle, this is the one to get because it's it's. Well, Colt. I keep calling it Colt. They're they're saying it's Damaco, so Damac could be awesome. I like it. I like it too, Kelly, because um, that rifle's. I have a wish list of guns, and I update it every month depending on whether or not my tastes have changed or I purchased a gun off the wait list or off the wait list off the wish list. And um, I can't <laughs> tell a, you. It is a wait list. You it is a wait that. list. Yeah, <laughs> and an SA twenty has been on it since they came out a couple of years ago. I almost bought one too. I sold my Ipsic open gun to buy one, and instead I bought a VZ58. Oh, that's oh. that's a very odd choice, Nick. I was yeah, just well, I, it was one of the dirtiest, quickest impulse buys I ever made. Uh, I just went, ooh, non-restricted, two, two, three, AR Magwell adapter, yes, please. It was good and everything, but I ended up trading it for something else. Mm. Now I don't have a Colt SA20. Well. Uh, since we're in what we did in guns this week, why don't you tell us what you have got now? Okay. I skipped last week because I was um, on vacation in Nova Scotia. I stayed behind after the Ipsic Provincials. Um, it was an awesome match put on at the AMA Club. Level 3, 16 stages, shot over two days, plus crony. Um, we had uh, good, good turnout, good weather, good competition. I finished, I don't recall, I didn't win. That much I can assure you of. Fourth, maybe fifth place. So um, both Tim Thomas and I kind of had a rough day on the first day. And Tim Thomas is, uh, well, he's so good in classic that we're considering buying him an open gun so he can take off over to open where he belongs. <laughs> he's uh, too young and too good to be in classic. So anyway, um, I don't know. I don't think Tim won either. I think uh, maybe I was fourth. Tim was third. Sean and Jim were first and second, something like that. It seems like a long time ago. But um, regardless, it was an excellent match. And I was supposed to shoot it in PCC, but no one else registered in PCC. So, you know, rather than be that guy, I brought my uh, my classic gun with me. And I don't regret it. I enjoyed shooting my classic gun at that match. So that being said, I'll be shooting my PCC in the um, remainder of the outdoor matches here, including our provincial. Um, off to Woodstock first thing in the morning. I mean, first thing, crack stupid at stupid o'clock. I'll be hitting the road to go to Woodstock delivering a truckload of poppers at the same time that they will be using for uh, the Ipsic New Brunswick Provincials in a couple of weeks. Well, just one more week, actually, the 13th, 14th or something like that. And uh, so since I, I've got to drive all the way there to deliver poppers, they were kind enough to actually put a match on at the same time. How amazing is that? So, yeah. Just because like, you're showing up? Well, I may have planted the seed. You know, hey, since I'm going, want to have a match? So, yeah, sure, we can put on a match. So we're <laughs> putting on a match, like. 10, 10 stages or something, 150 rounds. It's going to be awesome. So some of the boys are coming up from Nova Scotia for that as well, so it would be a good time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. While I was in, oh, uh, I'm going to go. Should I go get it? You want to see a gun? You guys like guns? I think, yeah. We all, uh, we all like a, to see guns. It's a gun podcast, yeah. Right, so I should get And we gun. are live. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not wearing a belt. If my pants fall off, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we saw the tops today. We'll see the bottoms. Yeah. For the podcast listeners, we didn't, yeah. we didn't see anything. There is, there is no mooning. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what did I miss? Nothing good, I hope. Nothing we were good. talking about you mooning everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it would have been unintentional. So I finally own a Kui rifle. And so oh. you guys know, like, the Kui shotguns that I'm buying, like, I'm trying to get them all the Kui 84 and then the Kui slash Winchester 84, not the yep. 840, right? Yep. Well, did you know that, man, there's so many variants of the Kuis that I didn't know existed. This would be what would normally be referred to as a, uh, well, it is a Kui Model 60. But this is one that was sold specifically by Sears. And it doesn't say Kui Model 60. As a matter of fact, it doesn't say Kui anywhere on the rifle that I can see. But it is a Kui Model 60. But it goes under the name. I'm not sure. Can you see that? Just hang tough there for a second. No, it's focusing on your beard. With great beard comes great responsibility. Is it, oh. is it Sears? Is, it, is that what it's called? It's, it's the Sears one, yeah. But it's not called Sears. It's called the Sure Shot Repeater. Yeah, so... When the Kui's were sold at Sears, they were sold under the name SureShot, and apparently the shotguns were too. So now there would be at least three to, you know, if you want to get the 840, four different shotguns. The 84, the, no, the 84 Kui, the 84 Kui Winchester, the 840 Winchester, and then uh, the SureShot shotgun. Yeah, my grandpa so, has that 22, that exact, says Sears on it. I just didn't see it was that. Oh, the, the word Sears. a dead ringer. Yeah. This huh. word Sears is on there. No, there's no Sears on this one, Kel. Just simply SureShot Repeater. You do know that's a limited edition now too, right? Because there is no more Sears. Well, exactly. But it doesn't even say Sears. But yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's no a, more SureShot either. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of Model 60s. How many SureShots are there? I mean, so that's cool. So uh, big shout out to um, Randy McDonald. He's the director for CCFR for the province of Nova Scotia. Or he's the... Uh, Provincial Director for the CCFR for Nova Scotia, I guess, would, would grammar better if I said it that way. And, uh, yeah, so I got to meet him and his girlfriend and check out his guns. And he has the nice, I'm going to say it with a straight face, he has the nicest SKS I've ever seen. It's minty. Like, you can say that. I mean, yeah. like, what does that, yeah, what does that really so, mean, though? What does it really mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the, it's the like saying wood is... He has the, he has the nicest K car I've ever seen. Like that K car is mint, you know, but it's still a K car. <laughs> anyway, no, the wood, no, it's, it's, if you like SKSs, you would love this SKS. Like he said he would never sell it. And well, like, well, I don't believe that. Everything's got a price. What's the stupid price? And the stupid price wasn't, uh, stupid. Stu- well, 275. Was- oh, yeah, right. <laughs> So normally these are 225 but this one's a mint condition sks 275 take it or leave it uh, look at this adriel i don't know if this is normal <laughs> oh, it's just a, oh the trigger's loose oh the the, the side to side play is amazing uh, anyway um there's actually an sks at the shop right now that is blued it's not barbecue paint it's definitely um better than some of the supposed super grades i've seen the bluing is all intact and in excellent condition. Yeah, it's it's quite possibly unfired. Only pr- and it has a laminate stock. The only problem is the handguard doesn't match. Unfortunately, the original handguard is gone, and they force matched the new handguard, and the new handguard's not laminate. So you could get uh, one of them uh, metal covers, the cheese grater no, cover. Of course not. No, no? that's dumb. No. Uh, what I would do is wait for uh, laminate one to show up in the shop and to swap it out or something. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I got this Kui rifle. That's really cool. And, uh, he gave me a nice deal on it. So I appreciate that. Um, so my first Kui rifle has entered the collection. Um, what else? Oh, uh, speaking of the shop, I am back to work. 
I worked three days this week Yay! at uh, yeah DC Armory. Oh my god, I got to send them. They actually built a, a second workbench. So you got Joy up up at the front. I'm um, doing the whole sales thing and computer stuff. He does some stuff in the back too once in a while, you know, if, if there's no customers around. But you got Denis over on one bench working and me on the other bench working. And, and holy, super productive. We're, we're pumping stuff out and getting jobs done. Like we did a lot in three days. It was awesome. Uh, really, really makes a difference having somebody in front just working on sales and customers while we can be in the back working on um, on gunsmithing stuff. Like today I wasn't there and they were busy with customers both of them had to be out front and so they didn't get as much gunsmithing as they wanted and i was pretty disappointed because it's like ugh, if i had gone in today there would have been sales happening in the front and then and production could have kept going in the back so mm-hmm. um it's nice we, being uh, able to just have that time that unstretched uninterrupted time to work on oh, that stuff because i imagine getting a customer in while you're in the middle of bluing something or something like that would be Bad oh yeah, you, you you can't you can't walk away from the bluing tank. You just can't. You get a blue after hours. You get a blue on uh, on a day where there is somebody to watch the bluing tank. So you know, Denny would have somebody helping him, and they would watch the tank while he would go to the front and deal with the customer. So we did um, in three days. We did one bluing job on a fancy German bolt action rifle. We we had a gun uh, disassembled, seracoded, and reassembled within like twenty four hours. Uh, you know, I don't know like when the gun was dropped off, but when it came time to get it done, like we got it done right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, fixed in 1911, um, a couple other cool things. Um, it's muzzle brake season. Everybody wants a muzzle brake put on their uh, 300 win mag or their 270 short mag or whatever. So we're, we're pumping those out too. So um, I will stop for a second and welcome our late to the show guest host for this evening. Hi, Brian. Hi. How are you? Well, I was okay until I started to use my computer. That was fun. <laughs> it, so Brian, it's in the yard. I threw it. I threw it in the yard. You well, did not. Did you? I did. Oh. Hi, Brian. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Some I of the, you. Can I, 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 I know. I'm just sharing him some love. Let me introduce him, and then you can fondle him. All right. Okay. <laughs> some of the listeners may recognize the voice. It's the voice of Brian Sheets from Valkyrie Defense and other cool stuff. And he has been on the show several times, uh, being interviewed, guest host, that sort of thing. So he is coming on tonight as a guest host because Cracky's not here, McClatchy's not here. So uh, Brian from Kashokton has decided to join us for this evening. And he's got a great idea that will help raise money at this year's charity shoot that he wants to talk about later on. So that's going to kind of be the main topic. So um, Kelly, before I ask him to sit tight and move on, is there anything else you want to you flirt with him some more or can I... No, hang on after the show. Oh, there. <laughs> oh definitely. All right. Yeah. So, uh, to know that I was your last option, I, I really appreciate that. Now, now, I thought I was like, you're like, oh, come on, come on and help us out. And you know, you're like, well, we ask everybody else, so we're down to stems and seeds here. He lied. He lied. <laughs> you know, even if I had asked you first behind the scenes on the show, that's how I would saw it. You realize okay. that? All right. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did that joke go over your head? Is that what happened? I'm still mad about my computer. So oh, I thought you were mad about a lot of things going. This... Oh, I thought yeah, it's because yeah. a lot of stuff goes over your head because yeah. Brian's short. Yeah. In case the listeners don't know, He's I'm average. You're vertically challenged. That's average, average uh... for the middle ages. Guys. All right, let's move I on. Like, I like to say warrior sized. That's what I like to say. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, in the 15th century. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on. So uh, I got back out to the range with my WK, my SLR, my M14, my M1 Grand, and my AR. 
I uh, loaded up some new ammo, some new 223. So I wanted to check the zeros on all those 223 chambered rifles. The zeros were off on all of them. Um, the WK it was still not printing the group that I know it's capable of. And so uh, this week, I took off the handguard. Well, I tried to take off the handguard. One of the screws got stripped. So I fixed that tonight with a Dremel, a hammer, and a screwdriver. So I got the <laughs> handguard off. That's the moral of the story. No, I just, the, the, it was a button head screw, right? One eighth, whatever, They're Allen key, and it's too. way too hard. So okay. it's stripped. So I just cut a slot in it with the Dremel and took it over the screwdriver. No problemo. Um, Oh, at the shop, there was two sites that were really hard to get off. And uh, Denis had tried, and the bit had slipped, and then I tried. And I broke three of Joey's bits, but I got them off. So that's really what ultimately what, what matters is not that I broke Joey's equipment, but that I uh, got sights off, right? Surprisingly, you broke themselves. Usually, like, they strip out the screw or they strip out the bit or... Like, yeah. So, I, you know, I got lucky. Um, he's got the wheeler set, and I got, like... Mm -hmm like put the screwdriver in my sternum and two men holding the rifle. And yeah, it's amazing that they broke free, but everything on that rifle was way, way too tight, way tighter than it should have been. The way those sights were on, uh, Adriel, there were bolts threaded into the barrel and these screws were screwed over top of the bolts. So they weren't really a screw. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were like that the, the top looked like the head of a screw. Mm -hmm. Like a Chicago screw kind of a thing? Is that what they're called? I have no idea. It's got to be a name for them. Into the other screw. Screws. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a male and a female, right? Yep. So yep. The, the male was on the on the barrel and the female was on the top and they screwed down to hold the sight on. So they were stupid, stupid tight, but um, I'm really good at screwing. So I got them off. I always like uh, when I when I strip out an Allen, I always love taking a Torx bit and hammering the bejesus out of it into the hole where that I've Allen tried that too. To and oh, that it's works so glorious. It yeah. works a lot, but it didn't work this time. Mm. Kelly, I timed that um, line just for you coming back and putting on the headset. I saw you coming, and that's, that's when the line happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's wrong yeah. time to walk in. Improvise. Um, so anyway, uh, so I got the handguard off, and the handguard was touching one side of the gas block. And you were right, Adriel. It was just easier to work on the gas block than the handguard. So I got the cutting wheel on the Dremel, basically turned the Dremel to an angle grinder, and I reduced the size of the gas block on that side so it no longer was contacting the handguard. Uh, the smart thing would have been to go to the range and um, shoot the gun with the handguard off. And then if the accuracy improved, um, then come home and do the mm -hmm. relief. But I've never been you know, known to do the smart thing too often. So um, I said, the heck with it. I'll just, you know, it's not going to make it worse. It's touching. It shouldn't touch. Let's make it not touch and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, well, you know what? I'll put another. I'll put another uh, gas block on. It's not the end of the mm -hmm. world. Um, Did it work? So the M1, huh? Did it work? Did it? Get I don't better? know. I just finished it before the show. Uh, okay. So the M1 Grand and the M14 are all sorted out. I've gone through about 500 rounds of ammo, playing with them and sighting them in and stuff, and getting the rear sights um, uh, calibrated. So that was fun. And then this is cool. I shot my first ORP ORPS yeah outlaw yeah ORPS match on um, Wednesday night at the Rescue Gun Club. Um, Denise and Joey decided they would start this at her club. And for if if there's a club, I'm gonna put a plug in for it. If there's a club out there that wants to do this, I cannot tell you how accessible. I can't emphasize enough how accessible and easy it is to get started in this. All you need to do is buy the steel and bring the props to the range. The stages are designed every month by the folks at ORPS. 
the um, registration is handled by them on practice score all you do is download the registration to the tablet then they email you a file with the stages you download those to the tablet and um, they take care of the money they take care of the awards they mail you a banner they literally do all the administrative work that you don't know how to do and don't want to learn how to do they do it all for you it's it should spread across this country incredibly fast it should spread like wildfire because it's so easy so accessible it's fun yet challenging and they just make it they take away all the barriers and obstacles that you think you have to starting something new at your club i am so i'm so impressed with the job that they do to get to help this grow and spread and you see it all the time on facebook another club coming online another club coming online some clubs aren't familiar with practice score they're not familiar with um the tablets, I hear some guys are writing the score on paper and then trying to put it in a practice score later. Well, because we're like practice score gurus, we're on the line with the app, either on our phone or on a tablet. We've got a spotter calling out the, the score. We've got a scorekeeper with a tablet, putting it in the tablet. Mm-hmm. And then you walk off the line, they show you your score and you approve it. Right? It's it's happening live. And then I take the tablet home and upload it to uh, to the website. Um, Denis will, will do that eventually too, but the tablets are, are kept at my house, so they came back with me, but whatever. If sometime I'm not there, Denis will take the tablets home and he'll upload it to the to the website. So, um, I you know the stages this month were fun, um, incredibly challenging. I'm not kidding. When the target, there are some targets that are so small that at 50 yards, some guys have a hard time to see them without magnification. And the targets that are that this month that we're at 100, you cannot see them without magnification. Hmm. And so, and guys were losing so much time trying to find them in their scope. It's ridiculous. Excuse me. Um, are we yeah, keeping you up? It's a, it's a pretty, it's pretty <sighs> interesting. Yes. Cause all you need is like, grandpa's got to get the bed. It's a hundred meter range and annual two rifle. Well, yards, hundred yards. Okay. But whatever. There's a difference yeah. at a hundred, right? What's a what's hundred yards in, in meters, like 101? No, 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 no. Out there, it's a bit more. 50 yards, 50 meters, your point of aim, point of impact be the same, not at 100. 100 meters, 100 yards, it will be different. That doesn't matter. Regardless, it's super accessible. Irregardless. Right. I forgot that regardless is not a word. We're using irregardless now. My bad. So so anyway, um, I shot an open. I finished third. Um, Muffin got first because he was using a 4 to 16 by 44 Diamondback. Cool. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a good scope. It's a cheater scope. I looked at the steel at 100 through that thing. It was like this big. It was like the size of my head. It was amazing. <sighs> He's got a 12 and a half pound trigger on that rifle. It doesn't matter. He was still able to get it done. Um, I gave up some, I gave up a lot of points on some in the standing stage. I really, I can hit the, yeah, I know Kelly. And I was slung up and I was doing it properly and stuff, but not properly enough. Still the trigger discipline, right? Same as in a maple seed that, that killed me. Punching shots. Um, then I can't count to five. In one of the stages, you had to shoot one plate five times before you advance the other plate. And um, I had four good hits, and I had a I had three good hits, then a miss, and then I shot again, and that was the hit. And I can, got confused and thought that was the fifth. Well, it wasn't the fifth shot, but it wasn't the fifth hit. Or it was more than that, a three, and then a miss, and then, yeah. So I shot five shots, but only got four on it. And uh, transitioned to the small, tiny little plate, and I ended up hitting it twice. And I don't know too many other people hit it, hit them at all, but they didn't count because it was one of those stages must hit to advance. So what that means is there's two steel plates in the stage, but you can't shoot the second one until you've hit the first one, the required number of hits. So anyway, I really enjoyed it. And 
I'm going to uh, put a new scope on my rifle and keep shooting this every chance I get because it's a lot of fun. Our next match is scheduled for the 10th of September, but we don't know if we'll be able to pull it off yet because there's a few props that need to be acquired and or built. So, and I mean, that's the only thing that you got to do is build some props or find some props. Other than that, they do everything for you. And the steel is from uh, who, Kelly? Gong, Gong, Joe, what? Yeah, Gong, Joe. Gong, Joe. And it's really, really cheap. So, yep. Um, if you have any questions and want to get into it, uh, just uh, go to the Facebook group and uh, they will be more than happy to answer all your questions. The next thing I did was I changed my rear sight on my CZP10, but it's the um, rear sight for the... Um, compact and i'm not sure that i like it it seems to be a little i don't know if you look at look at it here it looks a little small for the slide i don't know it is smaller yeah, than the yeah i agree i agree yeah it does look sl small for the slide. like some guns have that look for the rear for the rear sight but it does look yeah. kind of small for yeah it does Why'd you i buy didn't it? think that um well so i had gotten a set in and it was fiber optic front and rear and I certainly did not want fiber optic in the rear. So, um, and I had not ordered fiber optic in the rear. It was just a, a misunderstanding at the time of order. Anyway, I, I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter whose mistake it was. I don't think it was my mistake, but it doesn't matter because, you know, it's free adventures and they always make it right. If there is a boo-boo, they'll do whatever they can to accommodate a reasonable customer. So um, he's like, yeah, okay, no problem. Just bring it, bring it back and we'll swap it out. So they ordered in the, um, the one without the fiber optic in the back and, uh, I swapped it out. Now, the site that was on here, Adriel, there were three dot white sites. So I had kept the rear site that came on the gun and just blackened out the rear dots. Yep. And I might go back to that. I'm not sure. I'm going to take this out. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it in our multi-gun match and see how well I pick up the sights and whether or not I like the sight picture. And we'll go from there. I can't slow you down, but it might bug you just because it looks... Correct. Yeah. So, um, and then tonight I load some ammo for the match tomorrow. And I already talked about my WK, so that's what I've been up to for the last couple of weeks. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> and if you, listeners, if you had fast-forwarded, this is a part to stop fast-forwarding. You can continue to listen again. Brian, would you like to go first, since you're uh, the guest host, and uh, maybe fill us in on where you've been and what you've been up to and Valkyrie Defense, and if you're still teaching classes and you shoot anybody lately, you're going hunting, you know, all that stuff? Yeah. Oh, so I... What I've been up to. I haven't really been up to much. I've been trying to get everything ready for hunt because that's awesome. Um, Brian, Brian, let me interrupt. Starts. Let me interrupt you, Brian. I'm sorry, because it's been a while. Well, why don't you go back and introduce yourself? You know, Brian from Kashokton, Valkyrie Defense, and, and let's let's go that way, and then and okay. then bring us up to the most recent stuff. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, Brian Sheets. I'm co-owner. I uh, we started back about six years ago. We saw it in Kashokton for better for better firearms training, and that was we thought needed to be we were seeing a lot of stuff come around classes and here and stuff and we were already kind of taking classes and on our own and then we were starting to have other people come to the ranges with us and stuff and uh sorry so i'm just walking the office and walk back out here my bad um uh we were having people come in uh come to the range with us and stuff like that and they're like wow this is like a lot better stuff than what i was getting at my concealed carry class and we're like oh, okay well tell us what they would teach so somebody got shot <laughs> yeah that's basically what it boiled down to it that was the straw that broke the camel's back was someone got shot actually two people got shot during class and uh so at that point we decided wow well, wait 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 two people got shot in one class yeah um so too many too many students uh one instructor um and no focus on firearm safety 
and the loading process of the firearm with everyone standing in line on the range or on the shooting line. The gun, instead of being pointed downrange, got turned uh, at a 90 degree across the line. And when the, the student went to rack the rack the round to the rear or to slide to the rear, released it with a finger on the trigger. As soon as it went home, they depressed the trigger and one round went through a gentleman's leg and into a lady's ankle and then into the ground. So we had two through and throughs. Um, not us. I'm sorry. I can't say we had two through and throughs. They had two. And uh, but uh, from what I understand, the uh, medical portion of that course was exceptional, and it was put on by the Coshocton County Emergency Response Squad. Um, <laughs> So uh, they got a really good uh, um, part of the co course where they were taught how to um, pack uh, gunshot wounds uh, by the professionals. But uh, that was kind of like where, well, maybe Coshocton County is owed something better. So we were already taking classes again, like I said. And, and so we decided, well, let's just do it. And we did it. And our first year we taught, I think, 30 classes. And the next year it got bigger and bigger. Um, then we eventually got asked. Uh, we started, there was a need to teach uh, Ohio for armed staff members for for schools and we got in with that and so we've been doing some of that each year we expand out and do a couple more classes uh, classes with the teachers and armed staff members each year uh, we basically bring them in prime them um, start them from square one if they do not have a concealed carry license we get them a concealed carry license and then we hold their hand all the way through and prep them to go through the three-day course which the state uh, mandates that they complete before they're allowed to be considered armed staff members and so uh, so far we're, we're one of three companies that do this um, and we are the only one who have a hundred percent pass rate. Uh, so we're pretty proud of that and you know, on that because we do spend a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to get, uh, it, it's, it's, it's for the kids. It's really what we don't yeah. make much doing it or like that. And, and we really enjoy it. So my, my son's one of the, uh, is one of the, goes to one of the schools where they have armed staff and it's good to know that are trained by competent and I see their scores and I can work with them. Like, so it's good to, it's good to be able to part of that. I really enjoy that part of it. Um, recently, we haven't really had any classes. We always go on like kind of a summer hiatus where Jason and I both kind of take our vacation time and stuff like that. Plus in Ohio, it gets pretty hot and humid and we just with vacations, summer vacations and sports and stuff like that in Ohio, you always see a downturn in, uh, in attendance. So instead of just putting on classes for two people, unless 12 people to come and only maybe three or four show up, we just say, well, we're going to take three, three months off. So we'll be starting back up here uh, within the next uh, few weeks, hopefully getting, getting some stuff squared away, getting some classes on the books or on, on the calendar here starting up. But that's Valkyrie Defense Group. But since I haven't really been teaching classes or anything like that, getting stuff ready for uh, hunting and uh, got some really nice uh nice bucks on the uh on the cameras that i'm i'm creating my own little hit list here so mm. uh, yeah they taste delicious i love mm. them <laughs> so uh you're so but, lucky uh, man to not have to I, travel to shoot big white tail yeah I, I walk out my back door which is really nice <laughs> it really is yeah so uh yeah we're doing that and my family also has a farm and on that get, getting some new stands and stuff put up taking down some more. had a tree fall through the middle of once we're getting one rebuilt right now trying to get it all taken care of like i said deer season's about four weeks away so we're kind of getting a late start but it is what it is. that's about all i've been doing honestly what um what do you got your eye on like do you have any 12 pointers kicking around like what's what's nice we don't have any monsters like that uh i mean it's not like we're running a ranch you know high fenced area or anything like that this is still all uh, yep. wild stuff so fair I chase shot a decent decent nine last year yeah. Um, if anybody but wants got... to see it, they can go on my Instagram or my Facebook and just check out. There's it's the biggest deer I've ever shot, but I seen one the other night that was a nice, a nice 10, um, Ooh. that I, my eye on probably, uh, a good 30% bigger than the one I shot last year. I'm, I haven't got him on my trail cam yet. I just see him kind of 
in the fields when I'm going to and from out from work. Um, I'll find him. He'll, he'll so it, <laughs> is it mostly like 150 pound eight points that pretty much like pretty common? That's pretty fairly common. Yeah. In our area, yeah. uh, you can, we get some, I mean, Coshocka County is really weird. Coshocka County is like one of the premier hunting destinations in Ohio. It's odd. Um, like so much that Don Hart Jr., the race car driver just bought like 250 acres, uh, just, uh, maybe 10 minutes from my house. Um, so he, they have him and one other NASCAR driver, I can't remember, but they have a nice big ramp area over there where they're, you know, so it was actually uh lead singer from Stain. What's his name? He, he owned another farm over there in that area too. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a beautiful country though. That, oh, that yeah. entire yeah. county, there's lots of deer. You, all oh. you have to do is just go to your back door and they're everywhere. Pop one. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if I lived where you lived and owned a crossbow, I wouldn't buy beef. Like I would never, I would never buy beef. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think I got, I got three last year and I filled the freezer up quite a bit. And that's the other thing I've been doing and a lot more cooking, and smoking and, and, you know, I got to do something we're not teaching classes. So I went and bought a smoker and started teaching myself and, you know, I, mean, I can't just, uh, a pit boss. It's pretty much Ooh. like a Traeger, just yep. the, just a little, little cheaper. The only thing the difference is, is a uh, Traeger uses a lot more stainless steel on the, on the inside and a mm-hmm. pit boss doesn't. I found online, you can buy the aftermarket stuff, uh, full of the stainless hoods and all that stuff like that to go into your pit boss. So I figured why not spend a little now and then later on, if it does rust out if, or if I don't upgrade, I'll just start um, replacing those, those stainless steel parts as, and then and basically just does the pit boss, pit boss still work with the app? Yes, it does. Nice. Oh, oh no. Um, no, the, oh. mine doesn't their, their upper version. Um, so I have the 700 classic, um, the ones above that duck, they do. Um, but me, I just have like a Bluetooth uh, thermometer. I just stick in there and then clips to my belt and I can walk around and do pretty much whatever I want all the way around my house. And that, that Bluetooth tells me the entire time what's going on with and all that stuff like that. That's pretty, I like yeah. that. But you guys like talking say, I'm about pretty apps. What, what, what year are you guys even in here using apps to <laughs> smoke your meat? Jeez. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> even yeah, the Bluetooth yep. thing is blowing my mind. Like I have a wireless, uh, a wireless, and use that stuff for turkey and everything. No, 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 turkey. With the Traeger, you control it all in the app on your phone. And you know, yeah, yeah you don't Lost have to go me. outside. Oh no, it's Lost beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, um, that's good, Brian. Um, we'll uh, we'll move along here to uh, I hey, think because hey, I'm I'm the host. Right. Look at me. Look at me. Kelly, what have you done in guns lately? <laughs> what have I? No, we're not doing this in order. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm the host. I, can, I, can I know. Right. right. Look at him. He's the captain now. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to an OMVA, which is the Ontario Military Vehicles Association. They had a show here. In, well, it was in Odessa. Ryan Harriman from SFRC, he organized the show this year. It was pretty awesome, actually. It's one of the biggest in the country. And I got to work the booth, the CCFR booth with uh, Greg Weiss. So that was fun. And, yeah, always good to hang out with Greg. Yeah, he's really, really cool. And they had some really cool vehicles there this year, but they also had a Sherman tank. So what? That was, yeah. Uh, and, is and, it functional? Oh, God, yeah. And the AP For sale? Set, I don't know. They're not stupid money. You could get They're, one for under $60,000. I'm not even kidding. Under six, yeah, you could yeah. get Yeah, it's yeah. a lot cheaper than that. Okay, so the APC that Ryan brought, it actually mm-hmm. broke. So the Sherman tank took over and they started actually taking people around. And it was, there's, um, it was at the Odessa fairgrounds, which is also a racetrack for races or so horses. So they were going around the racetrack really fast. It was kind of cool. And then they were also shooting off blanks and like 
when they you shoot off a blank from a tank and you do repeated rounds, it like covers the whole entire area in smoke. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> the kids had fun. Kelly and Greg had fun. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And Ryan Harriman, he is a fantastic man. He was he's really yeah. sort of He's really super involved in a lot of the things that are happening in my area. So, yeah. Uh, what else did I do last weekend? The one that just happened. I was in Meaford with Greg May, who's watching. Hi, Greg. He gets to see. One of the things when we shift our shows to later on Thursdays is Greg May can't watch. But it's a Friday, so he can watch tonight. So I just want to say hi. Hey, Greg. Yay. Hey, Greg. So Greg's own range so the east gray anglers and hunters they put on a maple seed event and it was greg's inaugural he was a shoot boss for the first time he did a fantastic job like a really really good job and uh so both kevin and i went up we um we uh greg got to boss us around a little bit <laughs> which was fun um <laughs> and it was <laughs> no it was it was a really really good shoot we had um three riflemen that were made that day, including one lady. She actually sent me a little bit of a message. Nice. And we had a listener, Peter Duggam. He was there and I promised to send him out some stuff because um, my range bag, I took everything out of my range bag and I forgot to put in some slam fire stuff. So I'm going to send that out to him. And also it's good to have friends in high places because there's this place on the, um, range road it's called ted's diner and if you've ever been to this place has anybody else been to this place besides me and greg who's watching never heard of it okay so it, it it is in an old it's airplane it's right outside <laughs> cfb meaford it's in an old airplane hangar the one of the steel ones and this place you can get alligator you can get <gasps> bison you can get rattlesnake you can get we were joking about a koala bear you can get <gasps> anything that you want and this stuff is just platypus fantastic they, they, not even in smoke they they can get well, it now you're speaking my language yeah <laughs> anyways so they can get all this stuff and it's usually sold out you have to book or know somebody well we knew somebody or greg actually we had somebody help us out his the rso his wife knew somebody so you know what chef uh, at restaurants where they have the chef's table and they kind of put it together or save it for special people. That's us. We got <laughs> yeah, we got to go um, and have dinner there. Uh, it was fantastic, though. Yeah. I'm going there next weekend, too, because not next week, 6th, 7th. Yeah, that's next weekend. I'm going there because it's going to be the Meaford Steel Challenge. And generally, we go there after on Saturday night. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have bison, I think, again. This thick. That mm -hmm. thick. You gotta get it that thick because it dries yeah. out so easy. And it's... it has a little it has a little glaze on it and the horns. Mm. It's so delicious. And it's rare. He doesn't cook. I no, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's gonna have to go I'm gonna have to sell my dogs to go and eat there, but that's okay. Uh <laughs> sell off some of that abundance of liquor you got in the background there. You got more bottles of liquor than I have guns, so maybe, you know. It's a show cabinet. It is a show cabinet. <laughs> uh, just replace it with water. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> the other thing that I did was I checked out the site for the Gunny Girl calendar, and I wanted to give a shout out to Daniel Morton because we're going to be using her uh, in 
And also she has a range there as well that we're going to be using. So Baz is going to be photographer this year. If you don't know Baz, check out Jen. I think it's October. That's the picture he took for last year's calendar. We're going to be using him for most of the calendar this year. We brought some more businesses on board as well. So those are going to be surprises. Uh, but it's really good to have Canadian businesses supporting uh, Canadian advocacy group and vice versa because we're going to stay in business that means and uh, yeah and we picked out the ladies for the 2020 calendar so you guys really need to buy one next year I know I usually give them to you for Christmas but go and buy one and register the damn thing and that's about it don't have to tell me twice I know Adriel keeps winning all the stuff um and I'm going to be going to the range this weekend because it's a long weekend and I kind of want yeah cool. that's it Adriel, what about you? A weekend there. I shot both my ARs. Uh, my match AR, I replaced the handguard there. Now it's got a Maple Ridge Armory handguard on there. Uh, so I pulled the barrel nut, like pulled the barrel off, cleaned it all up, put the barrel back on, nut, forend, all that kind of stuff. Took it out, uh, put the red dot back on. Took it out to the range, shot it on paper at 50 yards because I want uh, I want sight in zero for 50, so that's good for long range as well. And it was dead on. I made no changes to my red dot whatsoever <laughs> after all even after all that even after pulling the barrel off retorquing the barrel nut all that other kind of stuff it was bang on which was wow. nice. yeah i shot that white shorty ar Woo! <laughs> that break is putting off some concussion on your face rude Whoa, so rude. i took some uh some like slow-mo footage of it and put it up on instagram it it doesn't really show the violence that is occurring around you uh when you light I that thing was... off yeah I had a look at it and I was going, well, he's got that pretty much under control. Yeah, but it doesn't look bad, but uh, it doesn't look bad. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of uh, a lot of in-your-face slapping going on. I think I'm either going to hog that breakout, so that's one big port, so it's just flames and st still got some concussion, but not quite so bad. Uh, or buy one like that. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy. It. But uh, you can see from the slow mo, there's no recoil on that thing other no, than isn't. the BCG. Once the BCG yeah. starts trucking back and it stops, that's when the thing actually recoils. Other than that, the, between the brake and the the lack of gas that's uh, that's actually pushing out, like think of uh, um, your high performance open pistols where you want to get a lot of gas working in the brake to to effectively cut the recoil. This is like a dream come true. All the gas is still burning in that brake, and uh, it's, it's super effective. Um, I may need to run an either an adjustable gas block uh i think that's what um uh president change there trevor was uh was mentioning muffin muffin he was mentioning that i should an adjustable uh gas block gas either block. that or the pigtail gas tube something to cut, cut down cut, on the amount of down, gas yeah. that's going back into that carrier because it is it's coming back that's the only recall of that you see on that gun is do you have a full carrier. auto carrier yep yep do you have an h2 I have. I do have an H2. Oh, I could just throw that. In. That would help. Yep. Yeah. Are uh, you bending cases? Yeah, I don't know. Those cases, like just check your cases. Yeah. Off into yeah. Somewhere else. I had a I problem with an over over gas gun, and uh, it was bending cases. They were ejecting so hard, hitting the deflector. So mm. I had to go with a an adjustable gas block, and I, I was able to tune it then exactly how I wanted it. Even with the pigtail, you can't get you can't adjust it any finer. Yeah. So yeah, that just increases. That's what I like about the adjustable gas block. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I really cooked in the paint. Uh, like the I I, had, I painted the brake on it and I got it like bubbling from hot from heat. Put a put short order. 
Uh, I shot uh, I shot it at long range too, out to like two three hundred meters. There's a significant difference in the hit the the sound of a hit from that versus my other AR. Like even at at shooting plates at two hundred, like with mine, you can hear a nice like hearty like thwack. Whereas with the uh, with the shorty AR, it was more of like a bing. It was like it was very different the the sound that it gave off. And then I checked the speed on it. So my one AR is running like a fifty five grain projectile at like three thousand FPS. That's with a sixteen inch barrel. Whereas this one's running I'm right around twenty five hundred twenty five fifty. So it's a that's a big difference in power uh, uh, factor. But anyways, a lot of fun, a lot of fun to shoot. <laughs> Real rude to the neighbors. Love it. I shot the GSG MP4022. That was a lot of fun too. Just like ripping off shells with that thing, and yeah, it was. Really- I uh, another guy that I was out there with, uh, Tom, who I think uh, you know, Kelly. Uh, he, I shot his. Uh, he's got the STG40. Oh, I think that one in 22. And that one's really neat too. The the GSG the sights on the front of that one are a real fine blade, and it's a really interesting sight picture. I thought that one was. Uh, let's see here, my 308 M1 Garand came in, and uh, looks pretty good. It's got some nicer wood on there. Definitely a good trade for a uh, a BCL. So, uh, didn't come Is with it... any clips. So no. Is yeah. it Boyd wood? Don't know. I have looks not. like newly manufactured wood though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like newly manufactured. It's got an MT right there, but uh, I don't know. Looks really good. I don't know. Ordered cool. up uh, ten clips for it. So. Yeah, where'd you get them? That's the Northern Republic. Is that the name of the place? Yes, Northern Republic Magazine. Cool. Yeah, they had them for I don't know three bucks or hundreds. Damn, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I got a whole pile of I think it's uh, IWI three hundred eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Brass case, shooting that stuff. I might use that to shoot a deer. I'm not sure. Here, I'll find out. Would be first time. Let's see here, I might buy a 1022. I don't know. I've got a, a buddies of mine that I'm borrowing because I'm doing like some comparisons with it versus some other 22s. And uh, I know he got it for. I might try to get it out from under. For, good for a really good deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's up with the 1022? That what is it? Like is it just stainless? No. 1022. No. It's- is it just factory or nothing's done to it? Factory. You, Nothing. You can, you, yeah. yeah. Buy it. Just a factory stainless steel. I'm not sure. Hasn't had the auto auto bolt mod done to it, so I'll probably do a video on how to do that. Oh, um, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's important because that video doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Really? That's <laughs> yeah, like every 1022 owner's only video. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's I'll a... do one that doesn't suck and has like proper audio and wasn't well, there, like, there's that. Yeah. wasn't okay. lit by like uh, you know like crappy yep. lighting and all that kind of stuff. All right, I'll make the best good. one out there. Yes, I bought a Cabela's Covenant scope because they were on sale for two ninety nine. I was like, I want a cheap FFP. So did that. Um, while I was there, I saw they had these uh, these Walker uh, Razor Slim uh, emuffs. Yep, I have and the same pair. Like, oh. Not cryptic, but. Yeah, I think I'll buy one of those. So I got one of those. There's some things I like about them, some things I dislike. Uh, there's no auto turn off on the audio. Nope. So if nope. you leave it on, it's like, yep. screw you, your batteries are dead. Yep. I and think, I think that is a travesty in this day yep. and age. They're not all that comfortable either. I have a nope. pair of them. and They're kind of yeah, tight. Yep. Yeah. Kinda the cups really, them. like I was wearing them at the uh, PRS match. and They'd be fine for that. They'd be fine uh, for a PRS match. Even that, after a while, they started to hurt my ears because mm. the cups suck and they're tight. Mm. I, I did a good. I did a wind test. Right. 
I did a wind test with this and some other headsets as well. I got like a fan on me and I like put on a whole bunch of different uh, earmuffs. Um, these are the worst. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no like fuzzy over the microphones. They're just like no, you're right. open true. holes. Right. So any wind also... comes in and it's like But they yeah. pick up everything. Yeah, they're very sensitive microphones. They're very and sensitive. they're they're yeah. stereo. I mean, you get a, a mic per per ear, so you can kind of uh, locate. But uh, man, like nothing like putting on uh, a bunch of different pairs of EMOFs at different price ranges and comparing them to see. Oh, that's where the money goes. Oh, because <laughs> uh, there's a big difference in audio quality and uh, comfort. So, what did you come up with? What was your favorite? Oh Best my, uh, my Peltor, uh, Peltors with the yeah. uh, with the uh, silicone cups. Yeah, with the even motor, without the silicone cups, they would be better. Even without yeah. them, the audio quality on those things is much better than than uh, my other headsets. And uh, yeah, and it was still kind of them all yeah. day. Yeah. Yep. But these are cheap. Yep. Yeah. For the kid. Dad, my yeah. head Well, he has a smaller <laughs> head too, so it's not going to pinch as much. Uh, let's see here. And then I think this weekend I'm going to head out to my parents. So. I've got a, I got a spot I want to put in where there's like a whole bunch of deer that, it, that like there's a, a solid game trail and I got to put a stand right next to that game. To, I uh, hate you. Throw some arrows, throw some arrows down range, see if I can make some hits and uh, I don't know, get all geared up, try out some broadheads, make sure that, uh, that those are hitting in the right spot. Yeah. Once you, once you shoot a broadhead into a target though, that's it. You retire it, right? Yeah, that's why you use the practice broadheads to yep. just check the flight on them. Yeah, and then yep. do the spin test with your with your ones with the broadhead. But if you shoot into a deer, you can reuse it because that. Oh, absolutely. Make a yeah. No, just then it's it killed, off. and it will always kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes that arrow uh, mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've well, uh, I've got a couple of deer with uh, with the bow. It's a uh, it's a different experience than rifle hunting because you're yep, so you're much so better. much closer. And yep. you have to move, and yep. that deer is right there, and it could see you. It's a very different game than normally. My deer hunting is uh, there's a deer at 300 meters. Yeah, he's dead. I got him. <laughs> Doesn't even know I'm here. Doesn't have any chance of knowing I'm here. And I'll nuke yep. him. I'll nuke him from uh, you know like Orbit, a, a million just miles sure. away. Yep, yep. But uh, it's very different with bow hunting. <laughs> Ohio's weird because we can't we can't rifle hunt. We can only shotgun or bow and crossbow. So, mm-hmm. and well, muzzle, muzzle loader. So, well, there's that's a, because, been a big push. That's probably because yeah. of how condensed your population is. That's their logic or rationale. Not, they don't want somebody no, light enough. The, no, because in the northern part of the state, it's very flat, and they don't want they they know how most Ohio hunters are. They're just like point in one direction, let her rip. Yeah, so, well, that's what I'm saying. They don't want thirty out yeah. six rounds or three hundred wind mag rounds flying <laughs> into people's yards. But now we have. We're allowed straight wall cartridges now, though. So ah, forty-five seventy on a deer would be great. Uh, I did four fifty Bushmaster, and that was fun. That was nice. <laughs> Man, twenty-seven yards. <laughs> laws, laws are so, weird. Yeah, like I know you can't use any of that stuff. Like whereas here, uh, muzzleloader doesn't count for anything. Muzzleloader is considered st- standard rifle season. So mm-hmm. um, I can't use like our our traditional season bow. So I'll use a I'll use a bow from September middle of September all the way up till November, and then November rolls around it's rifle time. So that's when uh, I might use that M1 Garand for close stuff. I might use actually I don't know what I'm going to use for long range. I might get uh, there's one rifle one popular rifle that I haven't done a review on yet, and that's the uh, Weatherby. Oh, what's their cheap one? Vanguard. Uh, Weatherby Vanguard. I might do one of those because I've done one before. 
I got two Hawas 1500s. Same thing. On yeah, yep. I like them a lot. Yeah. Don't have them yet. They're they're at the shop, but. Okay. Yeah. So have you bought them? Um, they're both on layaway. The 22250 ah. almost. Yeah. 22250. He's got like oh, 150 bucks left to pay or something. And then there's the um, Hawa Mini Action 223 heavy barrel is threaded for a um, uh, solvent trap. That's that's important because you don't want those solvents getting on your shop floor and stuff. It's bad for the environment. Um, comes with a bipod, a scope, and a case. And it's a one and eight twist. Oh, that is interesting. Yes, it is. Hmm. That opens up all kinds of weird possibilities. If it's a yep. one and eight twist, I wonder what the chamber looks like. Because a lot of 22250s, like. And, and no, no, just... sorry. No, no. My 223 is in one and eight. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were talking but about But that being said, the 22250 is 1 in 12, not 1 in 14. So cool. I can do 60 grainers in that. Yeah. As long as your chamber. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I threw that. Let's get on to upcoming events. Uh, this one, next one's from Jonathan Howe. It's on Saturday, September 7th, 2019. The Tumblr Ridge Sportsman's Association will be hosting a one-day three-gun match as part of the Mighty Peace Three-Gun League. The TRSA range is located 3.5 kilometers southeast of Tumblr Ridge, BC, on Highway 52. Look for sandwich board posted by the roadside. Match fee is $40. Duration opens at the range at 8.30 a.m., Safety briefing at 9.30 and shooting ends at 10. The match will include five stages, including one shotgun-only jungle run. Round count will be posted on the Ooh. Mighty P 3-Gun Facebook page. Remember, on an extra 20 bucks for your ammo raffle ticket. Lunch will be provided. Oh, that's good. I like when they provide See, lunch. We could do a jungle run on the property near the range because the shotguns are non-restricted. So it's not like we'd have to worry about, well, we can't go in the woods next to the range with our handguns or our ARs. Shotgun run, like jungle runs are cool. Jungle runs are fun. Now you just, you have to be careful not to hide the targets because at the end of the day, the people who shoot towards the end, everything's going to be shot down, right? So your your targets are going to be a lot easier to see, and uh, it's not as fair. But they're they're cool. They're a lot less of a linear, well marked kind of a thing, right? Yep. All right. Why don't we get into up uh, news here? Uh, the first one. They made an announcement about the rarity shoot, and what was what was the number that we had raised? Eleven thousand for one, and one thousand one hundred and some. What the hell is that? Sort of buzzing. Sorry, that's me. The <laughs> newbie. Um, Trump is sending out a tweet, so Brian's phone goes off every time. <laughs> Presidential alert. Yeah. We just bought Greenland, everybody. <laughs> Congratulations. There's a meme. There's a meme of. Uh, Trump standing in front of Trudeau and he's got a stack of hundreds. And he says, "All right, Frenchie, how much for Cape Breton?" He's peeling off <laughs> keynotes. <laughs> uh, all right, no, seriously. I was kidding. I just turned it off. Okay. Sorry. There we go. All right. Um, what were you we talking about, Adriel? Eleven thousand dollars raised. Oh Charity. yeah, eleven yeah. thousand dollars was raised for the Big Country Anti-Violence Association, and then another thousand or so for a Humane Society, Thousands making it. Dot. Huh? They got a thousand on the dot. They got a thousand on the dot. So this officially makes it the most successful charity shoot in the history of the podcast network charity shoot. Yep. Just had to get a guy who uh, whose job it is to raise money through selling and yep. uh, but bada bada boom. And who also um, believes that everything is a contest mm -hmm. as much as I do. And he won. Um, he won. This he contest. sure yeah. he sure did. And not just in raising money. Everything about that event was top top notch. Everything. Um, that's it, man. Like everything, I'm not going to go on and on and on, but it was the best 
cherry shoot. The other ones were all awesome, and I'm not trying to take away from anything anyone else did. So please, you know, keep that in mind. But this event was awesome. Um, all my favorite people were there at the event, after the event, the entire experience. All It was one of my best trips to Alberta ever. So that's why, you know, this event. And did I mention the Dinosaur Museum, Kelly? Come on. I know. I got pictures. Man. I got to push children out of the way. You did. You did. Right? <laughs> Literally push the kids. Got out to of the push way. kids and oh. check out dinosaurs. Yeah. And, uh-huh. It goes, Get out of the way. Yeah, move, little person. Check out coal stuff. And... Well, in fairness, I didn't think it was a child. I thought it was a little person. So, Fair whatever. Yep. Yeah, right? Yeah. I asked if he could partake in the unwrapping, and like they have, they have the bones there, and they're all wrapped up. And Kelly was uh, trying to get me in, man. She went yeah, to bat. She was like, I did. Can my overgrown man child of a son here, can he take part? Can he touch your bone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Congratulations awesome. once again and well done once again. It was awesome. All yeah. right. The next one here is, and we actually had Rod on talking about this uh, a while ago, a while ago being a, a week or two ago. Uh, but they wow. have uh, they have formally filed a complaint with the CBC Ombudsman uh, about the uh the bias. the bias that they've found in uh in the cbc now i ha- actually uh one interesting thing happened to me today i was uh, uh arguing with another gun owner and i was like no the cbc is biased check out this report and he's like man that thing was paid for by a gun like a, a gun rights org like you can't use that as your as your data point uh, but the thing is this report includes okay it's got it's got a report which i think is uh, is fairly well worded it's got the data set and it's got a reproducible process so if you disagree if you're like you know you what you mean the no. scientific method was followed yeah more or less yeah 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 it's like uh it's like what more of these reports should uh, it can be peer reviewed it could be peer reviewed yeah it wasn't have not but it could be try and find the same findings you found it's actually super easy. Crazy it's one of, the, one of the things I did because I'm always interested in seeing these reports and, and kind of their methodology and how it works. So the first thing I yeah. did was take a look through the Excel sheet that they had as a as a download there, and I went and looked at some of the individual articles that uh, that are cited in it. And uh, yeah, it's very what, easy you... to like follow along and and uh, check it out yourself. You check the sources. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Even on something that I agree with and I fundamentally think is right, I st- I'm still so skeptical. I take a look at everything that's under it, and uh, it was good. <laughs> Anyways, glad to see that they're they're complaining about that stuff to the CBC, uh, to the ombudsman, because it's uh, uh, not right. It's not right. Yeah, I don't I don't like that our tax dollars are paying for biased media to uh, to be stuffed back in our face. I wouldn't mind if the CBC was just like pure news, but it's not pure news. It's pure news. No, and, uh, no, pure, pure, pure news. Pure news died a long, long time ago, and the nail it's in it, the opinion. Yeah, the nail in its coffin was reality TV. It's it's got to be sensational or nobody watches. Yeah, indeed, and stuff. The Troy 102s are on their way to Canada. So. Sweet. SFRC announced this is on the 23rd. This is about a week ago. They said they're just waiting for the freight company to pick them up at Trace. So uh, either they're on the way over here or they're here and they're like sorting through them. But uh, these things are going to be in people's hands very, very quick. Turnaround time is quick. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But it's Iron Guns. It's... No. Uh, Who's no. Them I Run Guns has something else, that, but I, I don't, how... we don't know yet. Okay. This is the answer to how do you make a black rifle ugly? 
It's a 102. Like, it's I a, know. It's a 102 is a 102 is a 102. Throw the stock, throw the stock out like you're going to do yeah, with every AR you buy. Mm-hmm. Well, especially the Troy stock. It looks like uh-huh. a... Lose, lose the, no, lose the stock, lose the grip, lose the handguard, put a maple ridge on there. They just make it so square and boxy, and it's like the cube van of AR-10s. Might as well paint it white and put free hugs on the side. But, I mean, maybe the quality's better. Maybe. And just throw the stock out, unless you like that stock. Oh, man, I I shot a a regular M4 carbine stock on that shorty white one. Those things like steal my beard hair so bad they like get into that crack and it rips them out of my face i hate it so much <laughs> oh i i ripped like a chunk of like four beard hairs out and it was like sitting on the stock <laughs> uh so uh, uh, cz had their sales this last week here there's been some really good ones now is the best time to buy a shadow pistol if you're looking at because uh cz has map pricing which means that all the retailers will have the same uh, mm-hmm. This time of the year, they had pricing. I think they just let people for a little bit, and we had stuff like this where we have shadow twos for ten fifty, eleven hundred, and shadow ones for uh, you know right around seven hundred. So there's wow. some, there some good prices. Yeah, I've just got so there are guys right now selling secondhand shadow ones for more than that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, and that's because there you know there had been a lock on thing. But if you're looking at a shadow two, like gunstore.com at white here that's 10.99 for a shadow two the urban gray one which you know some people might not but don't care at that price it could be purple yeah that's a good price for just don't call it mauve or violet it's purple it's pretty (laughs) (sighs) Uh, so that's neat uh and then these up because they're kind of funky let uh north silva has shadow systems uh what's the thing mr 918 elite fake lock looks like a glock Kind of like a Glock. Oh, it's a Glock. Um, Glock is suing Zev right now, eh? Oh, really? Yep. Like, uh, naming or function? Don't know. Hmm. Go- Google it, Susan. There, yeah, this and, is... and maybe these guys are going to get sued too. Everybody maybe. that's making the Glock knockoff now, Glock's coming after them. I think Glock, that would be a mistake because Glock is the only platform you can do this with. What other platform can you do this with? CZ, you have to use CZ parts. Like you can replace some of it, but not all of it. Like this, you can make a Glock without any Glock parts or with Glock parts. And a 1022. Yes, but like, anything else in pistol? Nope. Not really. 1911, 2011, but nothing at this. Like you're nope. not gonna you're not gonna do a 1911 or 2011 custom like this yep. for 1400 bucks. But I mean, uh, this is just a Gen 5 Glock 19 frame that's been undercut. And it's got a optic ready slide with mm-hmm. crazy milling. That's not necessarily. This is not a fourteen hundred twenty nine dollar pistol. This is an eight hundred fifty dollar pistol. No, it looks way cooler than that. Uh, I don't. You know, looks cool. Yes. And no, I'm not paying for looks cool. Well, yeah, and you wouldn't buy one of these things. I don't think you'd ever not buy for, one I, of these. Uh, yeah, for like eight hundred fifty dollars, maybe even nine hundred fifty dollars all day. You're not gonna. To you're not gonna get a fluted barrel. You don't need a fluted barrel. What do you need a fluted barrel for on a Glock 19? Because it looks cool. Okay, so you don't need it, though. No. (laughs) You don't need your Glock 19 to look pimp. I mean, you don't really need anything beyond a Glock 17, really, with factory everything. That's all everyone really needs. Are we talking about what people need? Why do you need guns, Mm. Trevor? (laughs) Right now, to (laughs) pistol whip the teeth out of your head. Uh, well, if you uh, if you love that one, you're gonna, you're gonna love the next next one here. It's an Agency Arms Urban Combat 
uh, Glock 19 slide. This is just the slide, no barrel or anything like that. You don't. Uh, it's just the slide. It's a. Uh, it's 1749. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say nothing about this because you know, for the guy that's trying to build a gamer production optics light gun. He wants this slide, and he can get it at the Calgary Shooting Center. If you don't shop there, you're a communist. <laughs> but the other Glock, no, no go. Hi, how opinions change. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I love them. <laughs> shill? Shill, uh, is that the word? I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. As I hold my Dan Wesson PM9 sponsorship gun. Yep. What are the DNA collectors? That's what they're calling their rear, rear salation. Is that a thing? What the hell? Or is DNA that just collectors? a joke? Yeah. No, no it, it's a joke. But I mean, you know, and the serrations are so um, abrasive and aggressive. They're a DNA collector because you leave, you leave skin molecules in, mm. on the gun every time you touch it. Yeah, neat. Okay, Bye. well. We, we had an agency gun come to one of our classes, and I did shoot it, and it was nice, I have to say. Yeah. But I mean, but, but would you would you play a game with it? Would you carry it? He was carrying it. Well, then if I had his yeah. money, I'd burn mine. Yes. All right, that's it for uh, new gun stuff. Trevor, did you want to take us away for this? All right. So I asked Brian to come on tonight because uh, it's about time that we start talking about this year's uh, charity. Well, not this year's, but the very next charity shoot, the tenth annual Canadian Podcast Network charity shoot. That uh, will be hosted by Canadian or by Canadian Reload Radio. That's hilarious. By Slamfire Radio at the Rescue Gun Club, and um, we'll be making an announcement soon about the charity. So, with all of that in mind, um, I posted a selfie on Facebook. Was two days ago, Brian? Yes. Like it's gotten it's gotten ridiculous. Um, there's like 120 comments <laughs> on that stupid picture, and um, you, sir. Uh, had the best comment and, and and came up with a great idea. So the listeners may remember that last time the charity event was hosted at the Rescue Gun Club, uh, Gallon ended up getting bear uh, uh, sprayed in the face with a can of bear spray. And it was his idea to make amends for mix, missing the Fralacci class. He said, listen, I will bring up a surprise and we will use this surprise to raise extra money for the charity. So we weren't sure how we were going to raise the money. And uh, we had a very brilliant man in the room who said, hey, go get some 50-50 tickets and start canvassing everybody here at the after party. And the winner of the uh, raffle will get to be the one to spray Gal in the face. Kelly, you spent how much money on this? Uh, I think 100, 150. 150. Like you so really a... good odds. Who carries that much cash at a party at my house? <laughs> I you do. weren't going to be paying for lap dances. Like, why did you need all that money? Yeah. Doesn't matter. It went to charity, and we thank you for it. And unfortunately, <laughs> fingers got win. the cram. No, you didn't win. He won. He bought one ticket, I think. Yep. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you could count on one hand how many fingers, how many uh, tickets he bought. He might not be able to count on one hand how many you bought, but. <laughs> Anyway, if you know him, you're going to think that joke is completely funny and inappropriate. Yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, so I posted, a, I lost a ton of weight lately because somebody called me fat. So um, I'm shame wearing Shame is this, a good motivator. Shame is a great motiva- motivator. <laughs> we should be back to publicly shaming criminals, right? We should be putting them in the gallows say. and throwing tomatoes at them. A little public shaming and I bet some, some crime would go down. Uh, I think it's a great idea that sex offenders have to walk around your neighborhood, knock on your door, and say, "Hi, I'm uh, 
whatever. And I just moved here and I'm a diddler. <laughs> you know, that's that's wonderful. Keep that in mind next time you're thinking about molesting a child. You may have to knock on my door and uh, you will be welcomed into my home to never be seen again. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? <laughs> Brian came up with, <laughs> Brian came up with an idea. idea. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, public shaming. Somebody called me fat. So I lost a whole pile of weight and I posted a picture of me wearing the same size pants that I used to wear in high school for the only the second time since high school. And I forgot to put a shirt on in the picture. So everybody started making jokes about sure. You lost a lot of weight. You lose another 10 pounds. If you took off your first sweater. So anyway, um, Brian hashtagged wax Trevor for charity. And as crazy as it sounds, I thought, damn, what a fantastic idea. So if you've ever seen the movie 40 year old virgin, you know, exactly the scene I'm talking about. Well, they actually waxed them. That was all improvised. There was yep. no scripted lines. Everything that came out of his mouth was real. And uh, anyway, um, I imagine it would be something like that. So Brian says, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. I said, yes, I do. I'm getting myself into a great way to raise more money. He goes, yeah, but what about the pain? I'll, yeah, I don't know, man. You're, you're uh, asking how painful it's going it to be. be rough. Oh, I know. I know how painful it's going to be. I'll oh, tell you yeah. how I know, Kelly. My mother, um, when I grew up, we had a beauty salon in the basement. My mother was oh. a hairdresser and she was an esthetician and she did all kinds of esthetician, esthetician services. And uh, to, by today's standards, she'd be in front of a human rights tri tribunal, but that's a story for another day. So when she first got her waxing kit, I was 14 and she brought me into the salon and said, I want to, I want to test this out on your neck. I need, to, I need to practice it. Yeah. A lot of men get their, get their, their neck, their neck waxed. So they don't have to, you know, keep trimming that hair off the back of their neck every time they get a haircut. Right. So I'm like, yeah, sure, man, pile it on, whatever. So she slaps the hot wax on me. She puts the, the strip on when she pulled the strip off. And this is no exaggeration. I fold it in two and asked her if I was bleeding. I, I never, I, I in all my 14 years on this planet, that was the most painful thing I'd ever experienced. I literally thought I was bleeding. So uh, I'm sure that waxing my, my chest is going to be a, a picnic. So, Anyway, if you uh, are the uh, sadist and my masochist, uh, you could be the one to, to put me through. <laughs> I'm your girl. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. Yeah. We could raise double the amount of money if we did your chest in one raffle and then we did your back on the other raffle. Bonus oh raffle. Bonus or... raffle. We're going to or... make you extremely aerodynamic. I'm not a swimmer. Like, I don't need to do this. Doesn't Faster matter. for Ipsy. Or what, Kelly? <laughs> Say top half, bottom half. <laughs> oh heavens to Betsy! Oh my. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, if, if you make it to the charity shoot, if you come to the after party, you could have a chance to um, to to take part in this extra raffle event, this extra fundraiser. However, if you can't make it, we will absolutely take your EMTs. You know, if you want to donate to the event, if you want to buy a virtual raffle ticket and then donate it to Kelly to help increase your chances of ripping me up, you know, you can do that too. We're, we're always willing to take your money, even if we can't have a drink with you. So, and trust me, if we'll we're live gonna, yeah, if we're going to wax me, it'll be live streamed. And uh, <laughs> now I got to, I got to stay committed to this diet, man. I got a whole, like a whole other year to stay felt. <laughs> Someone wants to wax the fatty fatty. So I, I would regardless. Yeah, you like, would. No, I, I, I <laughs> if you could lose more weight, that'd be less surface area to wax too. That's less pain, right? Is that how that works? Is that science? I think. I don't know. Uh, you don't know. It was your idea. 
can sell more no, I was surface just... area from from the raffle, right? Build some more yeah. tickets. <laughs> yeah. Or what if we just sold uh, a square inch? We'll mark you in a grid. Yeah. <laughs> right. And everybody takes a shot. You buy your grid, and everybody gets to have a little piece. God. I'll even sign the what strip if some, for what you. What if someone buys? What if someone buys one square of the grid and then decides not to wax you? Do you have to leave that square there? Oh, man. I'm going to end up with a swastika <laughs> on my chest, you guys. <laughs> you look like a leopard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So, yeah. So, anyway, that was Brian's idea, and I'm a special kind of stupid, so I'm going to go for it. So, last I... time we pepper sprayed Gavin or Gallon, this time we're going to wax my chest. I, I like how you pause there. I think that we could probably come up with some other fundraisers too. Like maybe we raffle off a flight with Matt. Maybe Adriel can do a gopher hunt. Okay, never mind. Got to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Could, maybe we could uh, raffle off. To happen on site, kind of. Yeah. yeah. We'll put Kelly in a kissing booth. <laughs> oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, <laughs> I already know who's going to buy tickets for that. I'm a fr- oh god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I guess we're not gonna raffle off a kiss, a kissing for Kelly. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. Well, he's not allowed to come to the event. And- <laughs> 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 Did you get a restraining order? I will. <laughs> not a bad idea. If necessary. <laughs> no, Brian. It is necessary. Believe me. Believe me. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Let's keep. Well, going. I, I think it's I a think, great idea. Yep. So more more on the charity event later. Kelly and Adriel are going to take care of the social media aspect. I'm going to take care of the charity aspect and the and the event. And uh, stay tuned for more more information. It will be in New Brunswick. It will be in New Brunswick. In... Yes. Do you have the date picked yet? Yes, absolutely. It's the first Saturday of July. Kill. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. I'll fly out. There'll be some people at the airport. I'll just be like, yo, Camelton? Camelton? Camelton, yes. It'll be fine. Yeah. We're going to pick you up. You're going to stay the whole... Like, it's just you coming, right? Or is the whole family coming? Uh, probably just this time. Okay, you're right. going to do the Maple Seed Out East. All right. Saturday, July 4th. Hey! It's the 4th of July. No, yep. oh, Brian. Don't let that stop you. No. Tommy was here once on the 4th of July. We even bought him an American flag. Saturday. And we hung it upside July. down. It is going to be epic. We're going to be, be we're going to be waxing Trevor. It's going to be Star. Anyways, yeah. He'll be Stick, seeing Star. Sticks was supposed to come. I don't know if he... Uh, anyway. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think the rooms are all full already at Chateau for Latte. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. People, people started messaging her while we were in Alberta. <sighs> Fine, whatever. Well, there's what? also Kelly. Whatever. There's also pre pre reserved rooms for podcasters. Oh, so okay. Relax. <laughs> I just assume there's a couch somewhere in Campbell. Actually, yeah. actually, Ian's on the couch, but I've got uh, you two and Cracky covered. <laughs> okay, do I get to see Dave Cracky does that work? <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I can, I can, I can arrange stuff. You can make a couple of phone calls. Yeah, like uh, you know, in 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 Montreal, if you book a hotel room and you ask for a furnished room while you're making your reservation, it means that you want a prostitute waiting for you in the room when you arrive. Oh, wow. I learned that when I was in the hotel reservation. So, like, I mean, if you want cracky laying in bed when you when you check in, like, 
Rose gonna be so petals? Happy. Rose He's petals not. around? Like, Rose no, petals. I'm fine. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But sure? it was little, yeah, it was a little frightening when I walked into the room. Oh, sorry. Turn around. <laughs> Turn around and look over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> sorry I didn't provide you with that experience when you stayed with me, Kelly. I, I, I cannot top that. I don't know. I, Brian, I said, here's your room. Here's Brian, your room. Lame. Here's, here's your room. There's I a know. bed. You got to remember, yeah. though, Brian, Kelly, Kelly brags that she can recognize us by our asses. I can. That is a so... very weird superpower. <laughs> well, I just see them enough, so. <laughs> and apparently I studied them. <laughs> What's your superpower? Yeah. I recognize all my males, my male friends by their butts. Yeah. <laughs> Put us in a lineup and pick them. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's well, just a ploy, Trevor. Yeah, I can't know. actually pick them. No. Well, maybe if I touch, it'll help, guys. No, no, Kelly. No means no. I need an adult. I am an adult, little boy. Let me make you an adult. <laughs> so the whole Me Too thing hasn't hit up there yet, huh? It's just down here, yeah? Still? Yeah, that's right. That's a you problem. Okay, I just... <laughs> nope, not no. yet. Strictly speaking, we're talking about Kelly molesting us, which is funny. Then not me. Oh, okay. All right. Us That's too. That's how it works. It's us, hashtag us too. Yes. Yeah, it's hashtag why did no, why not me? That's what it is. <laughs> when do I get a turn? Uh, all right. My turn for five minutes in the closet. Yeah. Okay, can we move let's, on? Let's move on before we get more angry emails than, than are already started. Yeah. Uh, good thing there's not a lot of women that listen. Okay. Listener feedback, YouTube version. Uh, let's see. We had some questions on there. MSA Sordin Pro X. Have you, any of you guys tried those? Yes. Yeah. Are they worth them? So they cost more. Not are they yep. great? Are they worth them? Yes. I believe so. Why? What makes them better for the better for the money than fit, finish, quality of sound, warranty, comfort? Yeah, quality of sound. Um, it, the, yeah. You can yeah. tell you're putting on a $300 piece of equipment on top of your head when you turn them on and they start working. Yeah. Uh, I can wear them all day. I used to get the, like, the worst headaches. Like halfway through a class, I would just already have a migraine be taking Tylenol. Now it's like I can wear them all day and then just keep going 12 hours if I have to. Plus, yeah. I will also take them hunting. I took them out west and I was wearing them while we were hiking, doing all that stuff like that. You know, I, was, I had them on constant. Love them. Um, that I will say they are susceptible to water. So whenever I'm out in the rain, I always take them in, pull the pull the gel cups out of them, and then just let them air dry. And then haven't had any problems. Have you um, had I any, did have a problem. Have you had any problems with the batteries and getting them out and knowing where the batteries are? Because there's two uh, sets. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and the first time I put them in there, went to take them back out because uh, I thought I had a battery in backwards or I had a battery in backwards. It was a it was a rough start getting them out, but just like a little like uh, eyeglass uh, screwdriver popped Power? it right out. Yeah, okay. I wore yours for uh, maple seed all day, yeah. and they were fantastic. Yeah. Great quality with hearing, very very comfortable. You had to wear your crappy earmuffs, but you know I was okay with that. Well, I took care of you. <laughs> I know, I love you, uh, but yeah. Fancy I can't pants. afford them, so we did the Peltors with the uh, gel cups, and those are almost as good. And also two hundred dollars less in Canada. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the pretty other, good. The other question we version: Has anyone tried the Steyr M9 or L9? If so, what did you think? M is that yes. the, the the pistol? Yeah, I think that's the one yes. with the real extreme grip on it. Yeah, I had I had one. Um, the so 
I was on that kick. Remember, I was buying every polymer striker gun you could get. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trigger is, uh, you know, a- average to bad. The magwell is un- is non-existent. It's almost inverted and makes it hard to get the mag into the grip. The sights are cool, but mine was not reliable. Steyer sent me a, the striker broke. They sent me a new striker. Then the uh, wooden extractor eject. I can't remember what it was. I think it was eject. So they said use one forty-seven grade ammo. I am. Then they sent me a new extractor and spring and plunger. I replaced all those parts, and it still wouldn't run reliably. And they said, "Oh, you're using reloads. Well, that's your problem." I'm like, "Well, that's funny. All my other polymer guns shoot my reloads fine. Your gun sucks." So I sold it to Paul for a lot in Ottawa. Excellent. And Brian, you uh, said you had one too. Yeah, Jason actually uh, had one for a long time, and I will agree with Trevor on everything except Jason's wouldn't die. We we ran a test on it, and I think he ran about six thousand rounds through it before he ended up just cleaning it. So we didn't have any problems with it, and the reason he did that was because we were hearing people were having a ton of problems with them, like Trevor said, uh, strikers breaking and stuff like that. So he just wanted to see if we could break it, and then we didn't. So he just ended up getting tired. Yeah. He must have got a lucky one, or you know, got lucky and just got one of the good ones. Hmm. Or it's a gun or I Trevor really got wanted. A lemon, right? Like, it well, could, could no, be I think, one. no, I think uh, Jason got a good one. Most of them, yeah, are lemon. yeah. Because, like I said, the reason Jason did that test on it was because he was hearing that they were they were that they hmm. were having problems, like strikers breaking on stuff like that. So he decided to to, uh, to try it. But he got a good one. He got lucky. Cool. I didn't mind the grip angle. I really wanted to like the gun, but the gun didn't yeah. run, so I could. You know, and if the gun would have ran, I'd still have it. Did yours have the um, three dot sights on it, or did it have the weird triangular like trapezoids? Sights? Yeah, I call them yeah, trapezoids. The, no, the triangle. I don't know. We just always made yeah. fun of them. They, I I could not get used to them. I couldn't hit anything with it. I mean, oh yeah, it was, I no. I I just couldn't. I couldn't figure that system out. It was weird. I liked me. it. It was good. Cool. It was like my Arsenal Strike One. I wanted to love that gun too, but again, it didn't. It didn't run as well as it should have. So now it's Gallon's problem. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I think, for, like a polymer striker-fired pistol should just work. Like, mm-hmm. that should be the table stakes. Nothing left to figure out, right? That's right, table stakes, 100%. I mean, it, the rest of it is a, is a manufacturing challenge, really. Can you manufacture it at scale for a good price and at good quality? Because I think, like, when you hear stuff like strikers breaking that kind of thing, that sounds like they haven't had that process quite figured out just quite yet, because that or shouldn't happen. shitty materials. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, using bad material. All right, move on to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dgunsmith.ca. And apparently they can uh, take apart and Cerakote and get back together a gun in a day. Trevor? I think that's what yeah, they sure can. They yeah. sure can. So uh, if it takes more than a day, um, you know, yell at Trevor because yeah, because I wasn't there to help. Um, it's a really cool um, red and black MMP2 or MMP Pro, and you can see pictures of it on DC Armory's uh, Instagram, which you should be following. Very cool. We're gonna have a gonna have some really cool pictures coming up. We're doing a Winchester Model 70. And I've got all the before pictures, and we're doing a, a satin bluing finish on it, and it's going to be awesome. And when you see the before and after, it's going to, if you've got a rifle that you're thinking about refinishing, you'll put it in the mail the next day. This mm. is going to be awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. With okay. a muzzle brake. Oh, why do you guys put muzzle brakes on your hunting rifles? 
because they asked for them. They can't handle the recoil. I don't know. Get a 243. Oh, oh, Get something oh. else. And, and it has the best FUD scope mounting system ever. See-through rings. Uh <laughs> There's such a thing around here. There's such a thing around here. Yeah. Trust me, we see them more than we want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not your job to educate. It's your job to, like, do what the customer wants. and. Mm -hmm. cool. If they ask, that's one thing. But Kelly, did you want to take this first one from Blaze? Okay. So from Blaze or Blaze. Uh, Trevor, let's talk about IPSC. PPC is uh, making me want to join in. Is it possible to get your black badge with PC? Or do you absolutely... PCC. Or do you absolutely need to uh, complete it with a handgun? Don't own one and not interested in getting one either. I think they're cool and will defend your rights to own one with my dying breath. But they just So it's in the works, but nothing has been made official yet for the courses coming out in 2020. The IPSC National Executive Committee will be getting together. Um, that reminds me, there's an email I have to check for about that. Yeah, anyway, the IPSC Canada will be having a meeting shortly, and at that meeting we will be discussing um, things like revamping the Black Badge program. So maybe something will be in the works for this spring. Uh, I believe that uh, there was a, a, a desire to have something out for spring of 2020. It didn't happen, so the new goal will be spring of 2021, but uh, we shall see. You could just make it so that anyone who wants to just doesn't need to have a Black Badge. They do it in other countries. Sorry, say that, say that again? You could just make it so that people who want to shoot uh, Ipsic with don't need their black badge. That would never happen. But that's how it's every other a... country works, right? Uh, nope. There are um, equivalent black badge courses in many Ipsic countries around the world. Hmm. Huh. Do they standardize uh, them across the world or is they just no. different per country? Correct. Hmm. But a lot of them are, are copies of the Canadian model. Hmm. Cool. All right. This next one here is from... I'll take this one uh, from Spencer. Sorry, Adriel, but you won't get very far on Reddit trying to troll Americans with short-barreled shotguns and rifles. Those days are over. Bite your tongue. I got bites on that thing immediately. People saying, where's your stamp on that thing? But they didn't see the big Made in Canada writing on the on the lower because that's what it says. So it worked. Uh, between pistol braces that are as good as stocks and smoothbore firearms that can take a gripper brace... We have pretty much everything you can have in Canada plus more. As an example, you can see my two current short guns in the attached picture. At the bottom is a Mossberg Shockwave, although I built this from parts a few month, months ago before the shock, Shockwave was released as a product. If I wanted to, I could swap out the bird's head grip with a brace like I have on the AR pistol above. Uh, that's a 10-inch Adams Arms piston upper on the Spikes Honey Badger lower. The five-position brace is from SB Tactical, and it's as comfortable and adjustable as anything Magpul makes. It also has a Franklin Armory binary trigger. I've enclosed a sound clip of a 10-round burst as well, so you can hear it in action. Because I'm guessing you can't get binary triggers in Canada. I did have to I did have to get a stamp for the suppressor. I run on this gun most of the time. Oh, wait. No legal, legal suppressors in Canada, are there? Not much left to troll, I'm thinking. Okay, yes, Spencer. The, the gun laws in the States are better than Canada, clearly. <laughs> wait a this is not a competition. Uh, as I mentioned in my last email, I'll have to decline Kelly's challenge to try that folding Glock. I just don't see it being useful at all. Much more practical is the SIG 65XL I just picked up this Saturday. That's slightly bigger brother to the P35 I've been carrying for a while now. 
It's half as thick as a baby Glock, which is basically what the folder is, and carries 12 plus one with a flush magazine, so I'm up to incapacity over the folder. And I don't need to stop and assemble my gun if I actually need to use it. I also picked up one of those new Palmetto State Armory Gen 3 AKs at the same time. These are the first US-built AKs that seem to be as reliable as the Comblock ones that uh, have, have been. It always seems strange that we couldn't build decent AKs in the US, but from the reviews on AK Operators Union, this is probably one of the first ones available for under $1,000. That's as good as an AK that uses imported parts. Oh, it just occurred to me that both those guns would be prohibited in Canada. Sorry, Adriel, didn't mean to troll. Uh, anyways, great job on the last couple of episodes. They were both really informative. I will say that if Random Dave is going to be on regularly, you guys need to give him some better gear. That might come at last up. Best wish and happy trolling, Spencer. P.S. I sent Adriel some links and trophy hunting uh, lasting. Make it. Let me know and I can resend them. I have a person he could talk to. The guy at work, the bow fishing and alligator guiding. Just came back from his third bow hunt in South Africa. If you want to talk to someone who has action how these hunts work, let me know and I'll put you guys in. I think he trolled you pretty well. All this because I like I, I made a short barrel rifle and I put pictures on Reddit just for Reddit. like giggles. Yeah. <laughs> Our guns are as good. Hey, uh, you know, but uh, he could always just get a Type 81, right? He could get one of those down there. Right? No. Oh, oh. bad. Or he could roll down his, to his Cabela's and get an SKS for like 220 200 bucks on sale, really, right? Uh, Also, no. Mm. Do you know what he could do, though? Go he could get a, deer with an a v, He could get a VZ-58 with a 30-round mag and have something better than an AK with the capacity we can't have. Or an AR or an AR-10. Yeah, but if he wants to stay in the in the AK-esque platform, I would take a VZ over an AK any day. I yeah, uh, I can't own one of them, and I don't own the other, so I don't even know. I've owned a CZ-858, I've owned a VZ-58, and I've handled AKs, and uh, yeah, I'll take the VZ. Cool. Well, if you'd like to uh, email the show and troll us, uh, email at uh, slamfireradio at mail.com. Uh, we have no podcast app reviews this week, but if you'd like to, head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review there. Uh, do we have any shout-outs? I do. Sorry, I forgot to put them in. I'm going to shout-out uh, Denis and Joey from uh, the shop. It's good to be working uh, back there again, but I want to shout them out because of the fantastic job they did hosting the first ORPS match at the Rescue Gun Club. It was their first kick at the can as match director, and they did a fantastic job. We started on time, we ended on time, and that means a lot to me. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun. They put in a lot of work to get this up off the ground. It took no effort at all to convince the club, and uh, I, you know, and we were right in putting it in their hands because it's up, it's running. They said they were going to do a thing, and they did the thing. That doesn't always happen. Yeah. So we love people who follow through and host good events. So good job, guys, and I'm looking forward to the next one. We need tank traps for the next one. Tank traps. I mean, yeah, you just get some four by four, and I think we can even get away with two by four. So for they this, cool. for this prop, they look cool. And they I mean, really whatever cool you could use them for IPSC or something like that if you really want. Well, to. exactly. I was just gonna say, whatever props they make, they'll store in the IPSC section. Whatever props the IPSC section has that they can use, we're just gonna share that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because again, it's Joey and Denis, and I have no worries that Joey's gonna be an IPSC guy someday, and Denis gonna be an IPSC girl soon. So. It's all good. Any other shout-outs? Nope, none for me. Brian, any shout-outs? I'm good. All right. 
Patreon supporters. Don't have any new Patreon supporters, but I just got some patches we have in an the update. mail here. Oh, yeah. So, no, that one says August 15th. Did that happen? No, didn't we just yeah, get one I that? Just put that on there. Okay. Oh, well, Randy yeah, Randy changed his from Randy changed his to 303 British. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just got some patches in the mail today, so if you don't have a patch, email us your address. Shirts. Are we going to do another run of shirts? I'm going to, like, send away all the shirts I got. I would like to do some hats. Hats? Hats. Or other stuff. What other kind of oh, stuff? Both. Both. And oh. set up a web store and have your children do the packaging and, you know, child labor. We need a web store, and we need stock shirts and hats. One of you guys needs to run it then, because I don't have the storage space. <laughs> and I do. Uh. Uh. I do. I have the storage space. I can do the you do the stuff. And... You do the internet stuff, and I'll do the take it to the post office stuff. Neat. All right. Cool. I like this. I like this uh, if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Landfire Radio, and you'll get a patch or maybe a shirt or a hat or who knows what we're going to make coming up here. Could uh, be a bag of never, could be. glitter. Could be yeah. a box of glitter. It's, uh, it's wise to always open whatever any of us send cautiously and outdoors. <laughs> yep. I just mailed you something too, right, Trevor? Oh no, you did too, son of a. Yeah, but you did that so fast. You didn't have time for for shenanigans. Okay, tell yourself whatever you want to tell yourself. Oh, man, you know what? It takes no time to write something ridiculous on the envelope or the package, which you normally do. It's probably gonna. Oh, it was so it was so fast. I probably didn't get to it. Yeah. You know, you know, you would take the time to just do something like that. Remember, you're the guy that met us at the airport with a sign saying congratulations on completing rehab. And then you're like, welcome New Brunswick Furry Association. Like, I know, oh man. Then there's another time you had sent me a box that was basically like something that a, an adult toy would come in and you put rectal use only stickers all over it. Where does a man even get rectal use only stickers? I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've got a thousand of those stickers. <laughs> Why? Never mind. That's, I don't the, want that's how you buy them. <laughs> Ah, they come in. They come in lots of a thousand. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh man, neat. All right. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of rectal use. A lot of stickers. Uh, wrecked them. Damn near killed them. <laughs> uh, please join our fire national firearms associations like the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada, and like us on Facebook. We have more likes than uh, most orphanages uh, on average. So uh, go go on and uh, get us on up there, and we can. I we figured why top ones. I figured out why the orphanages don't have a lot of likes. Oh, dear. Here we go. Why? Why do they not get a lot of likes? Because the children who live in them are poor, too poor to have cell phones to get oh. social media to like the page. They wouldn't like the, the orphanage. Right. It'd be Call like Obama, being in... he'll get him a phone. That's a fantastic place to end. Good night, everyone. <laughs> So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.